0: Every single paycheck. So let's jump in and teach you how to hire like a pro. Hello, Jamie Van Kuyk here, and welcome back to the Growing Your Team podcast. Today, we're going to talk about remote employees, what this means, also, if you should or have to be hiring people as remote or even hybrid employees in today's hiring market. So, first, Let's just break it down real simple and talk about what a remote employee is and what a hybrid employee is. A remote employee is an employee who works 100% remotely. They are not required to come into the office. Now, there could be times where you have big team meetings, retreats, things like that where you know you make them come to the office or meet in a general location, but when it comes to their day-to-day work, There is no requirement for them to come into the office. It's just those one-off special arrangements where they'll be there. Hybrid work is where you have a team member that works so many days at home and so many days in the office. This could be that they work two days from home each week and three days in the office. It could be that they work four days from home each week and only one day in the office each week or the opposite of that. So there is a requirement that they are in the office so many days or on certain days, and then the rest of the time they can work from home. There could be other things that you do in your business where you allow the occasional work from home day or allow an employee to work remote, even if it's not from home when they're on, their, on vacation. And that's that's a different topic, but those are some things you can offer in terms of flexibility. But today, we're really gonna talk about those true remote employees. The employees that you hire With no day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month requirement of them being in the office. So the only time that they are going to travel to an office or travel to meet with the team or you in person are those one-off special events. But other than that, the entire thing is they work from home or wherever is the best place for them to work. Now on this podcast, we've had a few guests that have come on that talk about really what it means to... uh, engage remote employees and things like that. So we're not going to get into that today. And I'll link in the show notes over at growingyourteam.com some episodes that are really good about that engaging with remote employees. But right now we're just going to talk about remote work in general, whether you should do it, if you have to do it, and some things to consider as you go to hire remote employees. So let's talk about first, should you offer the ability for remote work? And this is going to come down to, it depends on what you want in your business. At the end of the day, you have to remember that your business is your business and you get to be in control of the culture and what that work life is like. Yes, there are employees out there that are looking for 100% remote jobs. So if you have an in-office requirements, then those people just aren't your idea candidate. It's gonna put you in a different pool of candidates if you don't allow remote work. But if that's what's important for your business, then that is what you should be looking for, people who want to work in office. If you're okay with remote work, if remote work works for your company, then go ahead with remote work if that is okay with you. So you don't have to do remote work. Just because a lot of candidates on the market might be looking for that doesn't mean that it's what you need to do. And I'll tell you this, there are still a lot of people on the market that are looking for 100% remote jobs, but there's also a lot of people who thought they wanted 100% remote jobs, but are now looking for ways to get that work interaction back, whether it's through a hybrid role or going back 100% in office. So we're not at a time where you're not going to find workers if you're 100% in office. So know that you are in control of what that position is going to look like. And maybe you don't care. So that control that you have is, I'm going to leave it up to the employee. We're going to decide on things together. But just know that you don't have to do remote work just because you hear that that's what a lot of candidates are looking for. All right, so let's say you decide that remote work is right for you. Let's talk about a few things that you might be curious about. You might be wondering. And also with remote work, what does that boundary look like for how far that employee can be from the office? As we just kind of recap back to what we already said, remote work just means that there's no in-office requirements for them to do their work, that they are working from home or They could even choose to go work in a co-working space if that's right for them. There is no in-office in a physical space that you as the company owns requirement. That doesn't mean that you don't put location requirements on the job. So for example, my very first employee that I had here in Growing Your Team, the position was 100% remote, but I said that I wanted the person to be in the Tampa Bay area or to be able to drive to St. Pete's if needed for training purposes or those kind of one-off meetings that they needed to be able to to get to the office to meet me in person when there was a need to. With this employee, the only time that we actually met in person was day one. So we could go through some training face-to-face and she could get her equipment. And then on her last day, when we met up so that way I could get back her equipment and I took her out to lunch and everything because she was a fantastic amazing employee we never met up in person in between but I wanted to make sure that there was that that location bound for my very first employee so that way if needed it wasn't very taxing on someone to come and see me in person my next employee I opened up the bounds and I said anybody in the state of Florida. So I said, you didn't have to be within um, driving distance to St. Pete, that you just had to be in Florida. And actually on their very first day, we met up at, uh, I think believe it was a Panera in between where we both lived. So we both were driving equal distance to meet up together. And then at the end, when that employee left, uh, we, she just mailed in her equipment because we just weren't able to get on the calendar a good day that we were able to meet up in person. Now, there's a reason why I limited to Florida when I expanded. Now, I did expand because I realized that being in person that close wasn't really needed. This team member for what they were doing, if we were to meet up in person, it'd be not that often. And having only one employee, you know, it didn't necessarily have to be at my home, in my home office, or in St. Pete that we could meet up someplace in between. So that is the reason why I expanded it because I realized that being in my city wasn't as important. But there's a reason why I limited it to only Florida. And this is one of the most important things that I want you to take away from this episode. When you start hiring employees in different states and sometimes even different counties and cities, There are tax implications that you need to think about. First off, I'm in Florida where we do not have a state income tax. Therefore, I don't have to worry about state income tax when it comes to any of my payroll. I didn't want to then have to hire an employee in a different state where when it came to payroll, I had to worry about state income tax. But here's the bigger thing that most people don't think about, and once again, is super important. When you have an employee in another state, you have to register to do business in that state. Yes. There are still things going out there that are trying to figure out if it's a remote employee versus having a physical office in that state. Is it different? But right now, the laws state that if you have an employee working in a state, you must register to do business in that state, which also means. You might be on the hook for sales tax and use tax and other things in that state simply because you have an employee there. Now, I am not an accountant. I am not a tax professional, so I'm not going to get into any details of that. So I want you to speak with somebody who is a tax professional, who is an accountant and everything if you're thinking about hiring someone in another state. But those are some of the things to keep in mind is... There are tax implications and business registration implications if you are hiring someone in a different state. So, in addition to that, you also have to register your employees in the state. This might mean paying uh, to their states unemployment or reemployment, depending on what that state calls it. And it's just these things that that add up when you go to hire somebody who's in a different state. The other thing to remember here is different states and sometimes different cities, if we're talking about some of the big cities, have different employment laws. So right now in the US, California is known for having some of the most employee-favorable laws. So a lot of businesses don't necessarily like that because there's a lot more that they are required to do for their employees. So if you hire an employee in California, you need to make sure that you are following every one of those employee laws that are out there. Because if you don't, those employees can sue you. And I've spoken to businesses before who hired people in California that didn't spend any time to research how California employment laws were different than where their businesses located laws and were sued by employees. So you really need to know and be prepared to look up What is required when you hire an employee in a different location than you are located? And it doesn't mean that you have to not do or um, avoid remote employees just because things are different elsewhere. It's about awareness. It's about deciding what is right for your business. And you could also limit. You can say, all right, we are ready to, let's say, first we want to hire remote employees that are near us. Now we're ready to hire remote employees that are out of state, but they're going to be limited to these states because we see that these states are the easiest ones for us to work from or work with from a payroll perspective or a tax perspective or an employee law perspective. So you say remote work is allowed, but an employee must be a resident of these states. You can then expand it to, and I've had a client who did this before, any state, but specific states. So one of my clients before said remote work was allowed, except in California. And so by that, you know, you're just limiting the work that you're going to have to do as a business. Because guess what? Being a small business doesn't get you around any of these tax implications or employee law implications that are out there, unless it's one of those laws that is specific to larger businesses. So know that remote employees is something that is your decision. You don't have to have remote employees, but if remote work works for your business, go ahead and do it. It is different than having in-office employees, but as we've heard about on other podcasts, You can thrive. Your business can 100% thrive with being completely remote. But be smart about hiring remote employees. And that means knowing what you're getting yourself into based on the location of your idea candidate. And that also means knowing the implications if one of your employees moves. That's something that we don't always think about because we always think about we have this employee. They're an amazing employee. They move. They're working remotely. They'll just do their job there. Well, guess what? If they move to another state, now that's a state you have to worry about when it comes to tax implications and employee registration and possibly employee law. So just be aware of it. Know what it means when you have remote employees, and then make the decision that is right for your business. At Growing Your Team, we will probably always allow remote work. Hey, I'm someone who works from my home office, and even when I get an office, I still work from home every once in a while because that is what I want as a business owner. And as the team grows, I'll probably for a while stick with people that are in Florida and probably prefer people that are in the St. Petersburg, Greater Tampa Bay area. So that way we can get together every once in a while and not have it be such a drive. So remote work works for a lot of businesses. You just have to make sure you're hiring the right remote employees and preparing your business so you're not surprised by the tax implications or employee lawsuits because you didn't follow employment law. For where that person is located. All right, well, that wraps up everything for today. So, once again, go ahead and build your team remotely if that's what you want. If remote work doesn't work for you, build your team in office. Remember, you are in control of the structure of your team's positions, whether they are in office, whether they are remote, but just make sure you're following the right rules and regulations based on where you're business and where your employees are located so you don't get yourself in trouble and end up having to pay fees, fines, and anything else because you make mistakes due to a lack of knowledge. And that wraps up this episode of the Growing Your Team podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss new episodes. And if your favorite podcast app has the ability, leave a review and let us know what you love about the show. As you wait for the next episode, be sure to follow Growing Your Team on Instagram at growingyourteam or head on over to growingyourteam.com to access more resources and learn how Growing Your Team can support you as you master the art of hiring.